yeah, let's do this. No, no laugh track podcast. Here we go. Episode 97. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for the music we play at the beginning of every show. My name's Justin Severson. I get to host this thing. Very thankful for that, especially for my two guests who uh, have been here before, and I'm happy to have you back, Tim Slagle and Pete Lee, hey. part of the... Tim Slagle presents, now presenting <laughs> Crash and Burn. <laughs> Did I get that yeah. right? Yes, it's Tim Slagle presents Crash and Burn 3. I Co- heard it was, it was Tim Crash, Tim, Sla- Tim, and Slagle Burn. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that's all this week. I'm Tim Crash and Burn Slagle. <laughs> yeah. Tim, <laughs> the third. Just completely integrated into it. <laughs> One of you is Crash, the other is Burn. That'd be a good morning show. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up with Crash and Burn! It's Crash! Hey! Crash. He's burn. Third degree burn. <laughs> There'd be like a sizzling sound effect, like oh yeah. Every time Burn talks, there's a sizzle in the background. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Yeah. Now there's there, there's two guys in Des Moines, Iowa, collecting unemployment. They're saying, listening to the podcast, going, you know, that's really a good one. That's, that's a, a good, great. That's idea. a good hook. I imagine like the crash would be like like you know that like like. No, you yeah. know that sound effect? Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like... <laughs> yeah, like that would be the sound effects for the crash and burn. I actually did have a... Uh, I took driver's ed in St. Paul, Minnesota, and the uh, teacher's name, was his nickname was Crash. And had been going by that for 25 years. What? Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly one of the best in town. So I think it's because he knew how to crash a car and survive. You know that that... That guy was at the tavern right after he got done teaching driver's ed. Oh, yeah. Every single time. It's <laughs> like, oh, these kids are killing me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Driving, uh, driving home with the wheel on the... Or, uh, <laughs> using the uh, accelerator and brake on the wrong side. Yeah. That. Oh, my God. I, that, I remember those cars with that wheel and that brake. Like, oh, God. The... Yeah, that w- I, there's nothing that makes you feel less in control of a car than when somebody just has the power to steer away and stop you. <laughs> when you're hitting the gas and it's stopping because the yeah. other guy knows you need to stop. Yeah. You actually had the two wheel steer, the two steering wheel cars. Yeah, we had that. Um, it was when in Wisconsin when you went out, like, because we could go in the parking lot through the cones and stuff and do um, do drills and stuff. And I mean, I hit so many cones. And then I remember when we got in the real car that could go out on the real streets. The other guy had the wheel and the brake. And I was terrified because I was like, that's there because it's needed yeah. <laughs> right now. And that was just a few years ago, right? Yeah, that was two years ago. <laughs> Congratulations. Years ago. I, I, never <laughs> thought, I never thought they actually had the cars with the two steering wheels. I always thought mm-hmm. that, that was just a Lucy Show episode. Oh, no. In Wisconsin, they had it. Oh, and um, We just had the brakes. We had, there were, there were, there, that's all, that's all the, the instructor had was the break. And it always seemed to me like it was a little, it was a little lacking. Yeah. It was, you know, it was kind of like the, the cord in a train that you pulled a stop at. It's like, you know, by the time you yank that cord, it's probably, you're probably in too much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. You're going to be the last, you're going to be the second person to break before you die. Essentially, but yeah, the the steering wheel that the instructor had wasn't like a normal steering wheel. It almost looked like uh, one of the steering wheels that they have on a bumper car. That it had like a big padded thing on it, mm-hmm. and and it was like 
uh, and it was like affixed to the dashboard, so he had to be like really like leaning forward into the steering wheel to do it. Um, if it's anything like the steering in a, in a, a bumper car, yeah, <laughs> it's not the best. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, it's a little loose. <laughs> yeah, how do you have power steering to two steering wheels? One of them has to not be power steering. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we, uh, you're here. You guys are here. I'm here to talk about crash and burn to begin with. Yeah, it's the how many years, Tim? This is the third year we're doing it. Third year. Let explain it quickly for people who don't know. Um, the the gist of it is uh, that we uh, huh? You think I? <laughs> you think I'd have it more on the tip of my tongue? It is is because we're comics and we're working all the time, and the uh, getting booked back depends on your performance. We really don't have that much opportunity when we're doing shows to write. So so Acme has actually afforded us the opportunity to. Uh, uh, write 20 minutes it's we have four uh headliners and we're all going to try to write 20 minutes but the stipulation is you got to write 20 minutes there's no no one is allowed to do any material that they've ever done on stage before so it's it's last night was completely fresh it was the first time any of these uh subjects had ever been or at least the uh the jokes themselves have ever been told on stage and it's you two and then tracy ashley and tim bedore yes correct last year who the, who, it was last year was uh, Emily Galati, oh yeah, Mike Lucas, yeah, and was it Tim Harmston? Tim Harmston, that's yes. right, yeah. And the year, year one was uh, uh, Dwight Slade, Jackie Cation, and uh, uh, Bent Washburn. Now you oh, were wow. telling me if they don't do a good job, you don't invite them back. Is that correct? No, nobody gets invited back. <laughs> <laughs> Is maybe after we do it five years, maybe we'll have an all stars. But but you know everybody 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 wants to do it. I wish we had. I wish you know. I, I wish we had more weeks in a year that we could do it because you know there's there's so many talented guys out there and gals out there that you know that would love to get in on on something like it's it's such an opportunity if you're a writer. Yeah, and also to to get to work out brand new stuff at this club, which which is amazing. Like you couldn't do this event. Like, like at you know, like like in Peoria, Illinois, you know, with like a dumb crowd, <laughs> or like I don't know, like like you, you just, it has to your new stuff has to thrive right off the bat so that you can build upon it and strengthen yeah. it, and and you just can't you can't have a dim witted crowd. You know, and, just and, crap and on Pete, it right just cross jukebox comedy club off his. Yeah. <laughs> I am sorry to the jukebox. Um, uh, I, am, I apologize um, to you guys, um, but no, it, it's and but it's also like a lot of times when like when I, I know that when I'm running brand new stuff, like I'll go to alternative shows in New York where it's just a bunch of Brooklyn hipsters and you're not being paid. And um, and it's sometimes a great crowd, sometimes the worst crowd, even with your best material. Like so, you're like like we're getting to try out the material here with good crowds, whereas normally your new stuff goes up in front of a horrible crowd. Yeah, and that's what's the real treat about it. Is, Have you ever? No, obviously Tim's done it through this of his third year doing it here. Have you ever done anything similar? Yeah, well, when I first started here on this stage, um, Lewis Lee, uh, who I call Comedy Yoda, that's right. Um, uh, he told me. That he he brought me into the back room and he's like he's like he goes if you not to be confused with John Yoda yeah John <laughs> <laughs> no relation John Yoda um, oh, it's Eric, actually Eric Eric Yoda. and Jameson <laughs> Yoda um, the, <laughs> um, but Lewis pulled me into the back room and uh, this is like my third or fourth time doing Acme and he's like 
and he's he's like he goes if if you if you come back here and you have new material each time I will give you five minutes. And so I didn't know that I I just had to have a couple new bits. I didn't know I had to pepper it. So I would do a new five minutes every single time right <laughs> when I started right. on the stage. So every single time was like that. And I remember being up here last night going going oh my god this does feel like one of those first times that i was here and the sign is in the same place yeah, and, right. um but it, i do this show called frantic in new york um where people are encouraged to do newer stuff but it doesn't have to be brand new stuff but um once a month i do seven minutes of like brand new stuff on that show um so i did feel a little more prepared for this um than I would have been, but it, it like seven minutes is not 20, 20 minutes of new stuff is, is a monumental undertaking. Yeah. Have like, you tweaked it at all? Or has it been 20 from the beginning? It's been 20 from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I like 20. Like now that I've done 20, I feel so accomplished that I wrote 20 minutes. Like I love that now, um, that I don't have to write 20 new minutes <laughs> right now. Yeah. But, um, that's half a CD. That's half a new CD. Yeah. That's half. It's, and it's, um, but that's a lot like, like that's the difference between running like, like a 5k and like a marathon, like, like 20 new minutes is insane. What's your confidence level for the, uh, rest of the week? Um, I'm pretty confident. Like yeah, I, had a good show. I yeah, liked my stuff last, last night. night. Um, and I, but like, I, I ate it. Really? You did, he did not eat it. I know that we're trying to create some uh, some crash in the crash and burn, but Tim, like, but there does have to be some crash in the crash and burn. But he, like, your new stuff was great. Like, yeah, it was the, fun. The audience was really warm to it, and um, it, it it's uh, uh, being the host. Uh, I, I I get a little latitude because you know I've said something doesn't go. You know, I can I, I can I can shrug it off, and it makes the audience laugh, and it gets some. It, it kind of gets them more attuned to the idea of what's going to uh, what's going to happen, but but none of the acts, none of the acts really had a, a, any moments where uh, uh, where it went slow. Now between the four of you, does it matter which order you're coming up on stage? We uh, uh, we drew sugar packets. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had a great system. Um, the uh, I'll I'll start. So you know how sugar packets have like it says like sugar and then underneath it says sugar and then sugar. There's three sugars. So oh, there's sugar, three sugar, of sugar. us. So sure. then tell them what you did. So I just underlined a, 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 a sh- one sugar on each one. So it was sugar number one, sugar number two, sugar number three. So brilliant. It was brilliant. Really. And it I was... did like a three card money with them. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Much yeah. like Tim's comedy last night, it was brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, uh, um, I, I tried to. Uh, I took out the second show Friday because that's the death show. Uh, what do you mean? It's just historically. Yeah, it's it just people have been up all day, and so it's late. A lot of them have been drinking since 5, so it's really not the most conducive show. Yeah. So I pulled that out, and then we drew uh, uh, the other six shows. We I arranged it so everyone got one, one you know, like a opening slot, a middle slot, a headline slot. So it was a rotated like that. Then we drew again for the for the death show. Nice. So that, yeah, yeah. That that Friday late show is just a wild card. Sometimes it's the best show of the week, and sometimes it's the worst because like, yeah, they're at the end of their energy levels, and then a lot of times they went out for like like a super Thursday, and then <laughs> they were hungover, and then like their wife was like, "You never take me out," and then they had to go out <laughs> on Friday. And <laughs> It's like that, but you know what I loved about you last night, Tim. Um, 
I feel like one of those actors that's at like a Cannes film festival panel that's like, what's brilliant about my <laughs> co-star was, um, he's so daring. He takes risks. Um, no, but what I really loved about Tim is like, like, um, you, you had such like a zero fucks given attitude about the whole thing that like, like you were trying out your new stuff, but it like paved the way for, for us to go, okay, we can just say fuck it and, and go out on a ledge. You know, it was great. So you went first yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, we used to alternate the host slot too. Yeah. The first year we did it, and then, and then I thought, you know, I, I think there's some consistency when when you know when one of us takes the takes the bullet every oh, night. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so since uh, since I've been fortunate enough to do all three, I figured it's the least I can do is host them. Yeah, yeah. How did Pete do? Really though. <laughs> 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 you know what? You don't have to answer that. How did Tracy and Timbador do? They're not here. So Tracy can go fuck herself. Free, yeah. That's what she can do. <laughs> Tracy actually can go straight fuck herself. Oh man, um, mm-hmm. she just is. Is yeah. every joke just 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 exploded on stage? Oh my god! Was in the background. I hate Tracy. God, oh I my hate god, Tracy. Oh my god. Why'd you why'd you invite her on this show? Yeah, I seriously I like like I I was telling Lewis in the bar. About about uh, like, because Tracy was in my wedding. I was in Tracy's wedding, right, and we're not right. married to each other. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like we're we were in each other's weddings, and and I love Tracy. Like, like I Tracy calls me when she has like a, a like eleven p.m. until three a.m. drive, and I like I like talk to her until she gets home, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That's how much I love Tracy. And when she went up last night. And she was murdering with new stuff after she had called me like a week ago being like, yeah, I just don't even know what I'm going to do. And I'd been writing for like three weeks, <laughs> like toiling and, and being nervous about it. Um, and then she just goes up with this confidence and just destroys the room. And I knew that I had to go up later with what might not be as good. I was like, fuck Tracy. <laughs> fuck her. Five different ways. Yeah. Like I, I was, but I... um. Yeah, I, I don't begrudge her. Once my set went well, I was like, "Oh, I love Tracy." <laughs> we should. Well, I should tonight re- you're following her. Yeah, so that'll be different. I'm gonna have to follow that energy. I'm gonna. Ha- I during our writing session, I'm gonna have to listen back because I, I, I recorded it on my on my iPhone. Uh, this is sponsored by iPhone right now. <laughs> sponsored by um, sponsored by iPhone. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to see what one of the better bits was because I'm gonna have to open hot after she clearly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird. It's weird to not know. Like, oh, that's not. I don't know what my opener is because I don't know what the best one is. And I was telling him before it's the gotta show. Be weird. Yeah, I was telling him before the show last night. I was like, I don't know what my closer is. Like, because I, I don't have one. I don't know what the. It's not the closer is your te- your time tested best bit. Well, I think even last time you were here, we were talking about you were kind of trying to work new things into you know op- your mm-hmm. opener, like opening things up with the crowd. Yeah, yeah, and then I ended up going. Um, I ended up writing an opener that time that I'm doing on Letterman in a couple of weeks. So, um, so that opener, that's good. I can put that one to bed now. I this I need to figure out a new one from this. Did you I just think, say Letterman you know what, again? You know Letterman. What, think, yeah. Did I drop that? Did, did I say you Letterman? Just drop that? Did, I, did I drop that? <laughs> what were you going to say, Tim? <laughs> oh, we're going to ignore oh, oh, that he's doing say, national yeah, TV. I, I, I totally. Uh, uh, yeah, when that dropped, I, I, I totally lost my train there. <laughs> it, it's. I, I thought that maybe uh, you should you should use the coffee bit. The coffee. Yeah, coffee's for closers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you know that I actually go online and I watch that Coffees for Closer? Um, like, I YouTube that. Like, whenever I'm feeling, like, really unconfident, which I do have bouts of, like, like really bad anxiety, I watch that. And I just watch Alec Baldwin be Alec Baldwin. And I just, like, get an energy from it. And it helps me. Like, that's such a great... Jeez. That's such a great piece of cinema. Um, so you mentioned it. What's going on? You're going to go on Letterman or something? Oh, yeah. Um, what, what, uh, what's happening? Yeah, the, um, I got my set approved for Letterman to do it again, so I'm on call. So I was actually worried that this week they would call me and I would go do it. Like, um, But hopefully it's like next week or the week after or whatever. Hopefully it's like... Hopefully it's in the next six to eight months. Yeah, hopefully it's then. <laughs> hopefully it's then. That's uh, but yeah, the um, yeah, I had I had my set like almost two months ago approved except for one line, so I had to reshoot it, send it to them with a tweak in the line. Um, I have a bit about um, like dropping my cell phone in the toilet, and then my wife saying like, you know, um, why can't you or why are you such a twelve year old? And I was like, I wish that you were like my phone so I could be on silent. And um, and then I I say ever since I said that she put her hoo ha in airplane mode. Um, so like it's there, but I can't access all the full capabilities and Letterman people wanted me to, they're like, you can't use the word hoo-ha, which that's why I wrote it that way. Right. Instead of being like, yeah, I want to put y'all pussy on airplane, you know, like, so I used used hoo-ha to begin with to make it TV clean. Uh, I want to put the snapper on airplane (laughs) mode. (laughs) Yeah. But they were like, you can't use hoo-ha. You need to say like, you need to put your love life in airplane mode. So I refilmed the whole set. Um, oh and my then, god! They turned it into a Joan Rivers line. Yeah, yeah. my love life <laughs> on airplane mode, and it still works with love life. It's still fine. Um, but then I sent it to them, and then it's approved. And now I'm like, I'm on. Uh, yeah, I'm on. Like, I'm on call for a panic attack. That's basically yeah. what it is. Is um, and my anxiety is like much better than it even was when I because we talked a lot about anxiety last yeah. time I was here. And, uh-huh. Um, I've gone, been going through a lot of therapy and stuff, and it's so much better. So I'm hoping that this time around um, I'm not freaking out. And I also won't be nervous. And then my, when my wife says, oh, you should have a cup of coffee, like it'll take you up and then bring you back down, and then it never goes back down. Yeah, so I right. won't do that this what time. What was in that? How yeah. much notice will you get? I could get anywhere from like 24 hours notice to um, to two weeks, you know. Like, um, but it'd be within that, that kind of window. I found out. So they tape on Thursdays, right? They tape on Tuesdays or Thursdays. The last time it was Tuesday. So um, you still theoretically, at this could, point, could get a call. Could get the call, um, which would be for I, tomorrow. Yeah, I'd call, I'd be like, you guys know. No, I can't. No, I'm doing crash and burn, and no. <laughs> I would, I would so take Thursday off and then come back on Friday. Go, really? Uh, can you can you put a word into Slaggle for me? <laughs> I would, I would do that. I would do that. But um, yeah, it, it's um, well, that's awesome. That'll be number two then. Yeah, Bill Letterman before he leaves and does whatever he's doing next yeah well i i didn't know if like i, I just want to get one like another one and before um yeah i want to get another one before that and the the coolest thing happened um was because i su- i submitted the same set to the tonight show and to letterman and um and i got a text when i was out in la for last comic standing 
which like Tracy won't talk about, but I don't give a fuck whatsoever. Um, Why should Tracy talk about it? Um, she's jealous of you. Well, we're all in the show, and like we were, we were no, like like we were, like I can't, I'm not gonna say how I did or how Tracy did, um, but like they ran a commercial where I was on it. So like this year they have already. Yeah, yeah, they've run a commercial well, where I, I was on it. One. So like I like everybody was like, we're not supposed to talk about it. We can't talk about it. And I'm like, but you ran a na- like it was on my Taxi Cabs TV, and and I saw it with my face, and so I'm gonna say that I'm on it. Yeah. You know, um, but I talked to Tracy last night. She's like, did I'm- the driver go? Oh my God! Is that you? Oh my God, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld! Oh my, oh my God. God! Oh my God! Are you on a reality show that is not a good reflection of comedy in general? <laughs> like, um, but, um, but I was out. I was out in LA, and um, <laughs> oh, um, when that fan won, I thought there was no hope for the house anymore. <laughs> That's right. I thought that should have been the last year. I thought that that should have been. Yeah, that should have been the last year. That was when the ratings were the best. And, oh yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I was out there, um, and um, uh, I had a meeting at Paramount. At Paramount, that there's this there's this like guy in my neighborhood who's like an old Hollywood producer. And he and I have coffee, and I might get him pot, um, and uh, that's our relationship. Mm-hmm. And but he hooked me up with a meeting over at Paramount, so I get into this meeting, and I hate. What you meetings. didn't bring the pot? Coffee's for closers. Coffee's for closers. <laughs> <laughs> bring the pot. Um, but he, uh, I get in the meeting, and I hate meetings. Like I hate sitting around a table. I hate like that stuffiness. I, that like that puts my anxiety into overdrive. And oh, yeah. so like I've learned that when I get in those situations. Not to like force myself to go through them, but to like find an alternative. So I said to the guy, I was like, listen, I was like, this is just a general meeting. I was like, can we just walk around the lot and talk to each other and like just like maybe see some celebrities? And like Dr. Phil almost ran us over with a golf cart and it was like really cool. um, And then um, in the middle of that, my phone buzzed and I checked my email and it was the the, um, Letterman guy. Uh, who was communicating with the Tonight Show guy? Because the Tonight Show guy used to work at Letterman, okay. and so he's like best friends with the letter. Or they're the two of them are best friends. And so I sent the set to two of, both of them, being like, "Whoever wants it first is gonna. I'm gonna do it." Nice. And um, uh, so um, the Letterman guy was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna use our first writer refusal and take this set." And then he's like, he's like, Ryan, would it be okay if Pete just did the like six months from now? Because there's six months in between. There has to be six months in between. He goes, is it okay if Pete just does the show in the fall? And Ryan's like, yeah. He's like, so you're we're, you're on for the fall. Just get me a different set. And I was like, holy fuck! Like I couldn't believe that I was touring a lot. Um, and uh, and then I just got that email. Like my like the eight year old kid in me was Hell like, yeah. holy shit! Yeah, this is insane. Did you go high five Doctor Phil or anything? Um, no, Doctor Phil apparently is a giant badass. Like like apparently he's like he's Texas all the way. But I did take a photo with his golf cart after he had parked it. Oh god! Um, his golf cart has flames on it. What? Yeah. <laughs> is his name on it too? No, it's his oh. name isn't on it, but it's also like like you know those golf carts that have like a little bit bigger wheels and uh-huh. stuff like that. I mean, because he's a giant human being, like like you need like it was like sagging to one side. Oh, come but, on, but um, but anyway, yeah, the um, so I don't know, I that probably like I just realized like that probably is tacky to like say all like that sounded braggy to say all those things about that stuff, but um, don't know, but it um, you got something good yeah. going for you? Talk about it. Why not? Yeah, well. Um, my TV show just got canceled, so I need something good to talk about. Yeah, it did, didn't it? That was Son what, of a bitch. That was what I was telling Tim is like, um, like that, that, like when that got 
canceled, I it like this gave me the creative outlet to like write all of this because I normally would have been writing like Kim Kardashian got a new pair of shoes and you know and and I'd be just in joke hell writing jokes about that and like I, this made me so happy to prepare for to use my creative energy to prepare for this like this show saved my life. <laughs> Joel McHale did a Kardashian joke. He did. Yeah. What um at the, at the correspondence card- dinner at the correspondence dinner? How's that for a segue? Let's talk, I like about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I love it. Well, that just you know we're just on the same wavelength, and now we're on the same page because I brought some stuff here about that correspondence dinner. Because who better to comment on that than Mr. Tim Slagle? Yeah, I uh, uh, uh. first of all, first of all, let me ask one question. Joel McHale, do you what do you, what do you, what's your opinion of Joel McHale? What he looked like to me, it's always been one of my. It's always been one of my thrills uh, through through comedy. Is that they'll do a one nighter in uh, uh, Orfordville, Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Orfordville (laughs) in the house. And uh, what they'll do is they'll say, "Well, we'll, you know, we'll bring in two acts, and then we'll have uh, a local DJ from the Crash and Burn show come and do uh, 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 host it." And this guy has never done stand-up before. He, uh, he he he's always thought he always imagines that when he flicks off to the you know click you know goes off to the song that people are rolling on the floor clutching their sides <laughs> from the from the line <laughs> he just gave them. It's you know it's like but how about that Madonna like a virgin not quite. <laughs> more uh, more news after this. <laughs> just expected that people are die laughing. And it's always been a thrill for me to watch their sets, their first set in front of a real live audience, and just to see that look in their eye, that recognition that that, that their jokes aren't as funny as they always thought oh, they used yeah. to be. Oh yeah, that and yeah. When I saw Joel at the at the correspondence dinner, he had that same look in his eye because he was doing like his talk soup material, <laughs> and this was the first time he was doing his talk soup material. In front of a crowd, and it just—I I saw that same exact look, going, mm-hmm. "Wow, I'm not funny." Ha. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> to me, it seems like like the thing that you, the phenomenon that you just described, is like because he was like the 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 people that probably come out to see him at a theater are what like they're the people that would watch the soup, um, who like the rap, like the people in the rap world would describe them as basic bitches. You know, like people that are like, I took a spin class and I got Starbucks and like, and I'm super deep. Like, so I have activities that I do and I'm a unique person. I read a blog. Yeah, I read a blog. And then, so like he was probably like, I'm going to do my humor. And then he's performing in front of people that went to Harvard and Yale and like, and whichever side of the aisle they're on, they're pretty intelligent people. Right. And they're not just going to laugh at, like you said, a Kardashian joke. Um, or a reference or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. did he bomb? Did he bomb at that? I, I thought so, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, it did not. And that's, that's most, of, most of the reports I read on it was that it was not, uh, it was not, a, good, it was not a good set. Oh. Do you remember the Kardashian? I have the Kardashian joke in front of me here. Oh, yeah. Is Do you remember that, it? Uh, the Kardashians are Republicans because they're uh, trying to screw black guys. There you go. <laughs> and and I, I thought to myself, how much different is that really? Than what Donald Sterling said. That is true. It's yeah. It's just a 
a repurposing of that, of that it's statement. Ex- it's the exact same guy. It's I don't want you screwing black guys versus the Republicans are screwing black guys. But because he put that Republicans in there, yeah, uh, uh, that makes it okay. Yeah, and, and, and that to me is that to me is really frustrating. You know, it, all Donald Sterling had to say, "I don't want you screwing black guys like a Republican," and he, he could he could keep the team. You oh, know yeah. what? You're probably right. That's an inter- That's a really interesting point. It's uh, it, it's it's definitely it's a uh, uh, it's a ghettoization of uh, uh, conservative uh, uh, thought is the way I it, it 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 it's marginalizing as long as you're you know as long as you're on as long as you're on the same uh, page as, as liberals you you pretty much have a right to say anything but if you're not then you then you have to fall under speech restrictions yeah yeah that's true that'd be like. Republicans probably think you're a fucking retard, Justin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I didn't. I didn't use the R word. Uh, no, no. You, you, are, you, are, you are exactly right. It's, <laughs> and most recently, uh, Stephen Colbert did that uh, uh, Ching Chong Ding Dong uh, sensitivity to Orientals or whatever. Oh, right, right. And it's like it's like well, you know, that's kind of and they they were offended. I mean, there were there were groups that said, you know, that's yeah. offensive. You should apologize. It's like, well, you don't get it. I was making fun of Republicans. Republicans, and, and for the most part, the 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 people within you know that normally would raise a stink about that said, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he was making fun of Republicans. Obviously, obviously, these Asian Americans don't understand the humor. Oh yeah, and as an Asian American, being Pete Lee, I am so offended. <laughs> I am flabbergasted. We need to watch what we uh, say when Pete's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And the thing is, on that, forget on that Ching Chong Ding Dong. He would have. Uh, uh, he would have never. It, 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 let's just assume. Let, let, let's you know. Let's dissect this here. Let's assume that he's right. That, that the actual the humor was based in the satire, not the actual yeah. uh, uh, slam against against Asians, which I, which I totally disagree. Because if he were to say turn the bit into, well, I'm going to start the Sammy Sambo organization for sensitivity to Negroes or whatever. Yeah, that w- he wouldn't have gotten a pass on that. No, and, and and the writers knew that they knew that he chose well, Chinese because specifically Chinese, because yeah, because they do well in school. That's the, you couldn't even, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their their stereotype is math. They and, do well in school. They yeah. make a lot of money. They own comedy clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we're all envious of at least one thing a Chinese person has. Yeah, no, yeah. Up. Do you remember the? Uh, how about this one? This is another one of Mikhail's jokes. Every year, the White House doctor checks the president's colon for polyps and... George Clooney's head. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that I don't like... I don't, about, I don't know if I even get that one. I'm not sure either. Well, it, it, George uh, Clooney got into a big fight with some big, powerful guy because the guy was insulting Obama. Yeah. Yeah, it was the casino owner. Yeah, and like so... But, I mean... And he said, "Oh, Barack Obama's my friend, and you don't say that." And um, I don't know, but like, like Tim, you're my friend. And if I was in a casino and the casino owner was like, like, "Fuck Tim's Legal," I'd be like, "Oh, the steak is great." <laughs> <laughs> love my accommodations. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is great. What is this, Doctor Pepper? Like, I love this. I love this soda that I'm drinking. Yeah, me too. Is the booking um, still good? Yeah, fuck Tim's Legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not like get up and storm out with a free steak, you know. <laughs> 
That's I don't know. Funny. I my my only interaction with uh, I worked I did the Grand Rapids uh, Laugh Fest comedy festival thing and Joe Joel McHale was there and it was like a very small green room full of people where there was probably like eight people and he was talking to like three of them and so there were five of us that just weren't talking to Joel McHale and his body language was like he wasn't making himself approachable and we had to be that we had to be there because we were going on stage and he wasn't going on stage he had already done the show before mm-hmm. us. And I didn't feel like I really didn't feel like I could go over and be like, hi, Joel, you know, like I like you on community or what? Like I didn't I didn't get the vibe at all that that would be OK. And um, and then he will know Have you actually seen him on community. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so not OK. Yeah, it'd be so not OK. Yeah. He doesn't You're lying. Have, You've never seen me. He doesn't have that demeanor. Yeah. 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 He, <laughs> no one who's ever seen it liked it. So you yeah. are so lying. <laughs> but he. <laughs> But I remember when he laughed, like, uh, a lot of the people in the green room were like, like, a lot of the other comics were like, oh, my God, like, we hung out with Joel McHale. And the first thing I said, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy Joel McHale left. Yeah. Like, because it was not a good energy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a better energy now that he's not in here. And, like, like I, d- I think that, like, if you're in a green room and you're a celebrity and you're there with eight people, you should say hello, just even go, hey, guys, how's it going? You know, like, just something like that. Um, but it, it was almost like he enjoyed that he t- was talking to this cool part of the room, and then we weren't in that uh, that's lame. circle. Um, so yeah, if he bombed, uh, that's okay with me. Well, here's what I find really interesting. I, uh, we've had him. We used to have him on the morning show, you know, on the radio show, like six, every six months or something. He was promoting uh, the soup or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is before like community. I think was even on the air, and I would back then. I answered phones for the morning show, so I'd get a chance to talk to some of our guests before they got on the air. And if it was somebody I liked, you know, I'd come up with anything just to like say hi and mm-hmm. like so I could be like, I talked to Joel McHale today, you know. Yeah. So the first time we had him on, I uh, got him on the phone and I asked him if he was ever coming to town to do stand up because for some reason I thought he did stand up, mm-hmm. and he said, No, I. Why would I? I've never done that. A yep. year later, still, still hasn't. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> a year later, he was on because he needed to sell tickets at his theater show in town, and I asked him off the air. I said, "So what? What happened here? Because a year ago, you said you'd never done stand up, and now you're doing a theater." He said, "They offered me a lot of money." Wow. So it was just the yeah. That's why we all get into stand up is for all that money. <laughs> <laughs> So now how do, how do both of you feel about him when he just got to sell at a theater because they offered him a boatload of money and someone probably wrote all of his jokes? Well, I remember after, like, I remember, because I lived in town when he came through on his first tour, and I remember talking to friends who were like, we're going to see Joel McHale, and I'm like, tell me how it is. And then they came back from it going, oh, my God, it was really rough. Um, you know, like, like we're talking about the crash and burn doing new stuff. Imagine if you're famous and you're going on a tour where maybe that's the – Maybe it's the thirtieth time you've done that set. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, if Lewis Black does a thing, that's like, I mean, that that's probably like his hundredth time because he's gone and done it in all these different clubs and yeah. stuff. And then Lewis Black is almost also Lewis Black. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was apparently his first tour was rusty, but I've talked to people since then that have seen him that say that he's pretty good now. You know, he's got his chops about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, but he made. He made hundreds of thousands of dollars not being good at first. Isn't that amazing? Normally a comic, I mean, what do, what do you think you make in your first year of paid emceeing? Like, a little bit less than that. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're only going to make about 150 grand your first year of <laughs> seeing. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, you jump up so many tax brackets as soon as you decide to be a comedian, right? Oh, yeah. Once you get to that feature level. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 uh, uh, so, so essentially, what what his tour is is kind of like uh, like Screech. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If you can sell tickets off notoriety, I guess. I, I guess I uh, I have a question for you two because of your Midwestern roots and uh, where you live and where you've been and where you're going, where you've been mostly. I went. To, we talked about it briefly before we started recording. I went to Chicago over the weekend to see uh, some hockey and visit a friend. And you were in Chicago, Pete, performing. Yes. You know all about Chicago. You basically live there, right? Yeah, I actually dropped in to see him yeah. when he was in. Well, here's my question. All three of us were there. I all know. three of us were there, and we weren't together. Son of a bitch. Next time. Let's, pl- let's plan better next time, guys. Next time the Blackhawks are playing the Wild. That's right. Let's make sure we all convene. We, well, that's what that's what I said because because I just because uh, Pete had to do uh, had to do a radio show that he, after right after the show, and uh, and he was getting he was getting grief because we were like hanging we hadn't seen each other in years and you know we're we're, we're hanging and they're like you know the car's waiting for you ah. you know the show's at eleven yeah. o'clock oh really <laughs> and I was being a total diva I'm like that's what cars do they wait. <laughs> <laughs> But it just, you know, snap, I just, I, I just had a ton of stuff to do to get ready for this week, so I, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I would have been great to jump in the car and bust into the radio station and, uh, uh, you know, hang out with. But I wouldn't have gotten home till like four a.m. Yeah, and then, he, then, then he texts me and goes, "Hey, I just got tickets to the Cubs game." It's like, crap, we got to plan this better next time. Damn, I know. Well, I was down at WGN and they do the Cubs Cubs games, and um, yeah, I wanted him to come down to WGN because he would have been great on that like, like it would have been so much fun to hang with him all night on the radio too and um patty vasquez is the host and she's great and like um and then the cubs game would have been great but next time i got a great patty vasquez story that i'm not going to tell on the oh. podcast we'll have to, oh oh man <laughs> well, let's Come remember on. afterwards then. if it's Come that on. good you gotta tell us somehow uh, all right it's just it's just patty patty and i uh, uh took a took a train to minot north dakota together once and uh, we got in trouble Wait, like an Amtrak from Chicago uh-huh. to Minot? Uh-huh. Well, how many hours does that take? Uh, uh, too many. <laughs> we, we, both got, uh, we both got intoxicated. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it, it's, uh, we started a poker game. I think I could tell this part of this. Yeah. Mm. We started a poker game. And the conductor, the conductor came back and said, you can't, you can't play poker for money on the train. And, and and I and Patty still talks about this how I went into lawyer mode and tried to explain to him because it's a federal train oh, that's crossing over state lines <laughs> that there is no actual state jurisdiction that controls whether or not. <laughs> and, and he sat and listened to drunken Slagle ramble for about five minutes before yeah. he said. Put the cards yeah. away. This guy's, wa- <laughs> this guy's watched too many Dukes of Hazard. Thinks he goes over county line and he's free. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that you're like you're like quoting like like uh, interstate law, <laughs> and this guy has like an Amtrak pamphlet that he read that was like no, it was a bullet point. Right, right. <laughs> well, here's my question for you guys, and I, I I have I think I have 24 hours to or 48 hours from that right now to get an answer to this. Driving through, we drove down to Chicago from mm-hmm. uh, St. Paul. I paid. The uh, cash or coin toll all the way through, except for one. 
I just drove right through. They'll get you. Oh, you're going to go to jail. And it said, if, did you forget to pay? Didn't, couldn't pay? You need to, here's the number or the website and go back. Do it. And I did see cameras. Will they get me yes. for $1.90 or whatever it was? Well, it'll be, it'll be much inflated. It'll be like 50 bucks. And they really will go after, like, they'll go after a picture on that video take, or whatever. They take they your license plate, they take your license plate, run it through the computers, and you'll get a letter. You will get a letter. For $1.90. Which no. will be inflated to about 50 bucks. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's going to, I think. No, you got, you got, you're, you, you, you're still in the window. It's like 14 days. I think it? it's at 7. Seven. So I have until Friday. I have about forty-eight hours. Yeah, you just go. You go online. You go and online. You, it's really you pay easy. Pay it with your you credit them, card. You and... tell them you put in your license plate number. You tell them. I mean, it's all automatic. You tell them where where you were. You know where, and it's even if it's close. You know, and then yeah, you can pay it on a credit card online. This is good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah do it because, like I said, it's a dollar ninety. If you do it right now, it'll be if, you, if they send you a letter, it's gonna be like fifty bucks. I don't even know. You know, it was weird because I was actually going through my, you know that long drive. It actually after the first or second one, I was like, well, what if I just wasn't paying attention and drove right through? And then the next one, I did that and never and pulled just, over to go to the cash thing. I just right through. And you're watching those those uh, overhanging all the sensors and cameras. You're just yeah. watching them. Oh yeah, I was like, there's the camera shit, camera, camera, camera shit. I'm yeah, they have those iPass things that you put in your window. And, and the truth is, it, it's it's the technology is so far advanced they no longer need those iPasses. Oh really? Theoretically, they could actually just have a list of your license plate number, and that you could have an account that's tied to your license plate just, number. And they could actually, yeah, because if you ever drive through one of those with a rental car, uh, uh, the rental car company will get charged, and the rental car company has an account set up with their license with the cars that they that they that they have licenses, so that if if one of their cars goes through, they just get billed for like twenty cents or you know whatever the toll was, direct, and then and then they send a letter to whoever rented the car that week, and you you have to pay like fifty bucks. Yeah. But they only have to they only have to pay because it's all tagged to their license plate number. So. I don't know why they, you know, why you they have to get you give you the I pass anymore. They can just do it by they license. They can just do it that They way. can just do it by license plates now because that's essentially what you're going to do. You're going to give them the license plate number. You're going to tell them where you went, and you're going to pay put it like a buck ninety on your credit card. Son of a gun! I've had it with rental cars that I get the. It'll be like three months later that it'll be like you were in, you know, you were in Wichita and you drove through this toll or whatever it is, and I don't even know if Wichita has tolls, but it, it'll and then it like a lot of times there'll be a picture of you. Like like going through the toll without paying, you know, in the car. So like it's kind of, it's supposed to be indisputable. But um, I had it in Arizona one time where I must have been going through one of those like red light cams or something like oh, that, yeah. or, or like I was turning right on red, and uh, I had my giant like white headphones in that I was listening to headphones <laughs> in the car, Here and while it was happening, I'm you can see me <laughs> checking my phone. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy that they weren't. <laughs> that they weren't checking the actual photo because I was breaking two more laws. Here's a great here's a great Chicago news story that, uh, that, that this just broke like the night before I left. It is that uh, uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel, you know who Rahm Emanuel, yeah, is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that that he he. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if the red light cameras predated his his administration, but he put speeding cameras in by all the school zones and parks. That if you go by a park more than 20 miles an hour, yeah, you'll get a ticket. 
And, oh. and, and when he was doing this, he was saying, this is all about safety. I know that my critics are trying to say this is generation of revenue. It's not generation of revenue. We're doing it to protect our children. And then you had like a kid in a wheelchair on stage that, you know, this, here's somebody that was hit by a speeder in a school zone and we want to stop, you know, blah, 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 safety, safety, safety. No, it's revenue is irrelevant to the situation. Well, uh, uh, a brilliant, uh, Ben Bradley, a brilliant uh, a journalist decided to run the mayor's license plate through the database to see if he actually oh and he is he, he has run him and his uh his uh, uh motor his chase car and they, they thought maybe you know maybe occasionally he would go through the light and then the chase car would get like the red light camera no both of them both all the time. Both, all of the time. Them, both of them all the time that actually that those two cars have so many tickets unpaid that those cars were flagged for seizure. No <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Holy crap! That's really funny. That, uh, it's uh, it's it's probably going to be a national story. In a, uh, Way to go, Rom! Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, the, all that stuff is total revenue. I mean, the smoking. Uh, like, like in in New York, they were they made it so you couldn't smoke more than fifty feet outside of a building. Well, that means you're in the middle of the street. <laughs> You know, like, like you have to, you know, right. and so they can just ticket you smoking or if you're smoking in Central Park, it's $50 ticket. It's all a revenue thing. Like, yeah. they don't give a crap about people's health. It's all, and I'm not a smoker and, and I have that opinion. But. Have you guys ever seen this? Uh, this ties in with uh, talking about Chicago here. They were named the funniest city in America. Did you see this? Yeah, I, saw I saw that. that. Yeah. Explain. Do you agree? Disagree? There's a uh, there's a lot of there, there, there's a, there, there's Second City and then the, the, then from Second City there's all these spin-off improv houses and then there's Zanies and then from Zanies uh, there's you know, plus you know plus there, there's actually a couple other chains that come into town that I don't really care to mention but uh, mm-hmm. there's Good all these you. spin-offs all these spin-off open mic all these open mic places so so yeah it, it's I mean there's a lot of people that uh, that come to Chicago as a stepping stone for for their comedy career so. Yeah. Uh, uh, whether it's actually funny or not, I don't know. It's I don't I don't really find improv funny anymore. I've seen too much of it. Well, I'll say that like the top five, for example, Portland, Washington D.C., Atlanta, Boston, Chicago. I think Portland's unintentionally funny. Yeah. Yeah, like they're yeah, <laughs> they don't realize how ridiculous they are, and that's. Thank- Thanks to Fred Armisen, we all know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are the what's the top five again? I'll do the ten, and you can say anything about any of these: Seattle, San Francisco, Denver, Los Angeles, New York City, mm-hmm. Portland, Washington D.C., Atlanta, Boston, Chicago. Washington D.C. again, uh, uh, unintentional. Yeah. Was Minneapolis even on the list? Mm-mm. Because that, like, because Acme is regarded as the best comedy club in the country. Yeah. And there are also lots of improv and. Uh, you know, and other comedy clubs around. Uh, and I, I mean, I just, I just it's, it's, it's odd to me that every single stand-up comic that you'd ask goes, oh my God, Minneapolis is, would be, they'd be like, this is the best, Acme's the best. Like and the great, didn't... right up in uh, City Pages when they won Best uh, Comedy Club, Acme won Best Comedy Club again, and with the mention of Crash and Burn. Yep. Yeah! And it starts off by, that article starts off by saying that if you listen to any comedy podcast, inevitably someone's going to mention how much they love Acme. Oh, yeah. And I mean... Minneapolis, though, has always been a, has, has always been a secret. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's anything they do. They got a thriving art scene. They have a thriving music scene. They have a they, they have all these all these scenes that are really healthy and you know and world class, but nobody knows about them. Yeah, and it's it, it, 
I think it's you know as a, as a visitor here, it's kind of fortunate that, it, that, that, that that nobody's that nobody's exploiting it. I'm okay with that as a resident. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's actually, yeah. You know, when you see some of the comics that are moving to Chicago to further their comedy career, you're lucky you're not on that list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I I've actually in the last couple of years I've I've met better comics out of Chicago. That, like I remember when I was coming up through Minneapolis, like a Chicago comic would come through our open mic here and they'd be they were always the worst and you're just going oh my god how is chicago churning out such amazing Come improv on, big city and yeah, yeah and like and then such shitty stand-up and like tim is the exclusion of this like because you were always brilliant but like um but the chicago guys were always like yeah yeah yeah. it's neat to be in minneapolis but like i'm from chicago and i remember going oh, okay and but now when i go down there it seems like whoever i'm working with who's like a local guy is amazing yeah and, and so um, but I think, you know, like a lot of those guys, studied, they studied at Second City, they studied at IO or whatever, you know, like, and so they have like a base of, of comedy knowledge that, that a lot of just general stand-up comics around the country don't know. Like they know about game and they know about all that. Um, so they know how to build their bits, but. Um, now the people that did this list, it was some sort of, uh humor algorithm we don't need to get into what all that crap but uh they did have a bottom humor and algorithm no, <laughs> no i know that's why i didn't want to waste my time it's, it's a lot like military intelligence no kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. i know <clears throat> it's so silly it's not so um but they did list like a, a bottom uh 10 here so the least funniest city. the least funny and uh, we've got – tell me if you guys have ever performed in any of these, if you have any stories or anything. we got uh, Fresno, California. Orfordville. Orfordville. Or, Orfordville, <laughs> Wisconsin. What was the first one? Fresno was the first one? Fresno, Cal- yes. Fresno. El Paso, Texas. I performed there, but it was at a college. So it was uh, – they were intelligent and good. Tucson. Nope. Lost- I, I, I worked in Tucson. It, it, it seemed uh- – it, 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 it seemed pretty on. How about Las Vegas? I've done Las Vegas. But, I mean, I, that seems weird that they'd have Las Vegas in the worst because, I mean, I don't know if they're if they're just being comedy snobs and they're like, oh, you're going to go see Carrot Top or whatever. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of comedy happening in Las Vegas. And Is this, is this based on the comedy that was? It's, uh, well, now you're going to make me talk. You want to know the humor algorithm? I want to, yeah, dissect it. Get your ruler out and your... Um my protractor in your t- uh, square. Uh, let's see. We've got, they use frequency of visits to comedy websites, number of comedy clubs per square mile in each city, traveling comedians' ratings of each city's comedy club audiences, number of famous comedians born in each city, divided by the population, uh, humor related web searches, comedy radio stations available in the city. Okay. So that seems good, but. Some seem like they should be weighted more than others. Yeah, than yeah. The, mm-hmm. the algorithm. Well, here are the rest of them: Virginia Beach, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Arlington, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Miami, Florida, and Jacksonville, Florida. So apparently, stay out of Texas and most of Florida. Is yeah. that accurate? It's it, it's from my from from my uh, uh, visits. Oh. New Orleans should should probably be on the bottom. Yeah, because they have never. I, I I don't know what it is about the culture there, but they have never been able to put up a comedy club, and it, it's been never for thirty the thirty five years I've been in the business. Did it, it's several have tried, none have succeeded. 
I went down for Mardi Gras this year. And it was the first time I was in New Orleans, and I was always, like, people always had gone. You've never been to New Orleans? Why? And I'm like, because there's no comedy there. And then I got down there, and I saw why. I mean, you you would either be performing to the drunkest people imaginable, like like Friday Night Late Show, worst case scenario, you'd be performing to, or you'd be performing to the locals who are just into music. You know, like, and a lot of drugs, you know, so like, yeah, you're, it wouldn't be a prime audience. Yeah. I don't know. Like San Antonio, I've had good shows there. Um, uh, Virginia Beach, I've had good shows there. I've never been to Fresno. Um, But yeah. Keeping track of how many states you've worked in? Like Kostaki Economopolis was here last week and he uh, is proud that he's performed in all 50 states. I've performed in the entire continental U.S. Um, I haven't performed in Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, have you done? The- I'm missing. A, I'm missing Alaska. Okay, and that's wow. it. Wow. No, there's probably a couple more. I think the the uh, Northeast. I don't think I, I think I'm missing a couple Northeast, but uh, most of them. Yeah. That's amazing. We uh, <clears throat> on, my, on my bio, I say all fifty because when you say forty-seven, it's like why even bring it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? 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 Why is it even anything to talk about? So I, I yeah, and even if you say fifty, people are like, what about Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also have Canada and Mexico. So oh yeah, see, 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 Mexico for you. I've done I've done Canada and Mexico. I've performed in Jamaica. I've done the Middle East for the troops and oh, stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah. and then China's coming up. Uh, I don't know if we're supposed to announce this uh, for all our listeners in China, uh, over in Hong Kong, Singapore, and Macau. Um, and there actually might be more than you imagine. There might be. You know, I don't know. But um, we're coming over there for Acme Comedy. There's actually a Twitter now for Acme Comedy Company Asia. Um, the, really? Yeah, for this tour that we're doing. Um, it's uh, myself, Chad Daniels, and Tom Segura uh, that, that are going over there, and Louis Lee's going with. My wife's going to go with. And uh, we're, we keep joking around. We're like, the Lees are going to China. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's so great. Um, Family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Um, when is that? That's in September. I have to book the the plane tickets this week. And you I'm, should get the Chinese phone book and see if there's anyone in China named Olson. <laughs> and you should get your picture taken. Please meet Olson. That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> we do, now that you say that, we do need to like find other white people and just get our picture taken with them. No, no. You want some, you know you want some you want you want some Asian people named Olson. Olson. <laughs> yeah. Lee and Olson. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Some white people or some. Asian people with uh, with an American name. That's yeah. funny. That's really funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Was it Olson American name? Yeah, you grew up in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What are the Olsons? I think I, th- I think actually like the only American names would be like Thundercloud and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's true mm-hmm. because those are the like Truly the native. Authentic. Well, I'm Native American. That's my dominant ethnicity that I don't really identify with. Um, I don't know why, but um, uh, but yeah, that I like. It's funny when like I've actually talked to Mexican people where like they'll be, like I, I I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there were like a, a ton of Mexican people that came out to my show. And I said to one of them during, I was like, that's great that you guys came out to support me and whatever. They, they were like, you look like us. And I go, well, it's because 
before they drew that line, I was Mexican, you know, like I'm a Native American, like we were all just the same kind of thing. And they got so offended by that, that I would even, that I would even insinuate that a Native American genetically would be close to a Mexican. You know, they, we just drew no, no, a line. I think what they're offend, offended by is the uh, suggestion that there was a line. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't want that line, did they? If there was no fence. I mean, yeah, line. I mean, did. imaginary yeah. line. If there was a line, like we couldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> you are so right. Yeah, that, that line is pretty offensive. The line that yeah, remember the Alamo? Remember that? <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god. <clears throat> we. Uh, you mentioned I don't even know how we got to it, but oh, uh, the uh, you were talking about cl- the, the uh, late shows cleaning up your act. Oh yeah, for on air, and you meant you said it sounds like a Joan Rivers joke. I brought a list along that I found, and uh, this is giving away one of them. But someone put together a list of the worst talk show hosts of all time with all the uh, with all the turnover these days. You know, like you no know, Fallon's doing doing pretty well. Yeah, on NBC right now, and uh, what's his name? Seth Meyers has got his own show now, and yep. as we said, Colbert is going to take over for Letterman's spot. Uh, so someone put together a list of the worst. Joan Rivers is on is on this. Do you remember ever watching that? Either of you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I remember seeing her when she would guest host Carson, and I always thought that she was pretty. She just was so different from him that it was kind of cool. But then, yeah, when she got her own show, wasn't it also on Fox? Mm-hmm. And they they foxed it up. It, it, essentially, essentially, Joan Rivers was like salt. Mm-hmm. Is a little bit, a little bit here and there makes ma- makes things makes things taste nice, but you can't eat a whole pot of it. Yeah, yeah. You would never like people go to bed watching Fallon and like you could fall asleep watching Leno or whatever but could you imagine like going to sleep with Joan Rivers voice in the background <laughs> I never nah. thought of it that way you know, look at my daughter Melissa <laughs> <laughs> yeah it says uh, what I have here uh, 80, in 1986 Fox came to her uh, she took the show and then of course Carson never spoke to her again the uh, uh, interesting, interesting thing here is the uh, the owner of the Yuck Yucks uh, chain in Canada uh-huh, uh-huh. was the uh, was the talent coordinator for the Joan Rivers show. Hmm. It's because because uh, because essentially they couldn't find anyone in this country that would would take the job. Oh wow wow! Because yeah, there there was uh, they they knew that. Uh, they, 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 that's how powerful John. That's was. an affiliation. That's, you don't want to be affiliated with the right, yeah right. Someone wow. who Johnny hates. Public Enemy number one. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So who else do you think? You, I assume you guys didn't see this list I'm looking at. Who else do you think would be on here? Arsenio? You, no. 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 Are you talking about his current show? How dare you? He's doing great. His current show is, is the worst. Like, <laughs> like, um, he, like, uh, we, we had to do a bunch of segments on Best Week Ever for, like, we, it was just every week he would give us something. And uh, he had on... Um, uh, Miley Cyrus's dad, who was like really popular back when Arsenio was like first on, um, Billy Ray Cyrus was oh, uh, achy breaky heart. Yeah, was achy breaky hit heart. Yeah. It was a giant hit, so he had him. Wow, on. is that Miley Cyrus has spanned the entire distance of Arsenio's <laughs> <laughs> sabbatical? <laughs> no yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that now now he's Miley Cyrus's dad. But but anyway, like like a lot of times when when he first came out, like a lot of the guests that he was having were like like they were almost like retro guests. You know, they they were they were people that were so hot. 
back then in the 90s. And so one of his first guests in one of the first week was uh, – it was like this big blowout, like like he and he promoted it like it was the best thing in the world, which it would have been if the year was 1997. Um, Arsenio was like, we have Billy Ray Cyrus, and then like that's all he introduced, right? And then as a cameo during the song, uh, Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit came out <laughs> to sing some of it, and Arsenio was losing his shit. Like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening! And it was just like, like all right, if you can travel back in a time machine and make this happen it would have been insane but now it's, it's... Uh, arsenio can we talk to you yeah you know about that show yeah. what what they were like the hottest names in my rolodex <laughs> that's another thing we need to talk about <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't have drank water during that water. <laughs> like, i almost drowned not in water when you said that that was so funny that's great that's was great. pat sajak on the list um no but i did watch that show uh, once or twice when that was on for two weeks yeah do you remember this one i don't this one i don't remember fran drescher had a talk show what? Yes. Wow. Uh, the friend. Wow. Oh. And you thought that you thought Joe Rivers you couldn't go to sleep to. <laughs> Apparently, uh, let's see. Had a three-week lifespan. The, Chevy the, Chase. Chevy the, Chase. The, well, that was the friend Drescher. Yeah, Chevy Chase is on here. Chevy what does it say about? Be on there. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where did that go? What does it say about Chevy Chase? Let's uh, let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. Well, oh yeah, right there. It was a time when the name Chevy Chase Chevy Chase was synonymous with comedy. That was back in the early '90s after a career on SNL, and then he got a talk show in 1993, and it was as bad as can be. Well, that you, you know what? Now that I think about it, it was so bad, it pretty much was the end of his career. It was until it actually was until Community. Yeah. Um. I mean, which I I don't even know if that's a complete resurrection of his career, but yeah, you're right. He went away. He uh, he was fabulously wealthy before before comedy. Did you know that? What? Yeah. His, uh, his last his name isn't really Chevy Chase. His, his his last name is Crane, which is a name you're very familiar with uh, if you're a guy that drinks a lot of beer because you see the name on the bottom of the bottle or the inside of the bottle. No, the top of the urinal. Get out of here. The cr- yeah, of course. <laughs> I know that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's a uh, yeah. He's uh, he he doesn't mind the money, but he's this is just what I've heard. It, it, this could be wrong. This this could just be bar talk. But he that's why he picked the name Chevy Chase because he was so uh, embarrassed by the fact that uh, that, that that he's piss rich. Ha. Ha. Isn't that like and Julia Louis Dreyfus is like has uh... yeah the Dreyfus fund yeah. Is that is uh, she's related? So she's filthy rich she's too. Filthy yes, rich as well, yeah. even without the acting money. But I've heard that she's a good person, whereas I've heard that Chevy Chase is a giant douchehole. I've heard the same thing. I yeah. think I think uh, uh, Veep is the funniest show on TV right now. I agree. I think it's hilarious. Really funniest yeah. show on TV right now. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. I uh, and it's probably more ac- and more accurate depiction of what goes on in Washington uh-huh. than The West Wing. You know, West Wing was just Aaron Sorkin's wet dream. It's how, mm-hmm. how he would like to imagine Washington working. Like, mm-hmm. I think Veep is probably dead on target. Yeah. The West Wing was people talking very fast, no pauses in their dialogue. Uh, that like, like how people imagine people that Harvard talk or like that went to Harvard talk. And yeah, Veep is just their like 
what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> like they're just clueless. <laughs> they're... Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, I don't know. I don't know the characters' names, but the guy, the guy who always has to walk behind her and whisper in her ear. Oh, that Tony oh. Hale. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's it's, great. Have you ever seen the show? I've seen some you know, of them. Yeah, and oh, I know Tony Hale hilarious. from Arrested she's Development. Down, mm-hmm. She's going down the. Okay, his name is Bob Smith. He's in charge of, uh, <laughs> and you, uh, you want to get to know him because they're terribly good computer. Hi, so good to see you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's it really is a scream, and you know that stuff. Good, you know oh, when I watch when I watch like uh, 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 things on C-SPAN. Now I look for that guy whispering <laughs> in the ear when they're going down the line. <laughs> My friend, uh, my friend Danny, uh, who's a he's a film professor at uh, at York College in Queens. Um, he gets a lot of things like like tech things to demo because he's a big tech guy, and um, like like he's he's like he's demoed a lot of like drone kind of things and stuff for cameras and because um, uh, they're using them a lot for movies. But he also got um, he got like a it's like a, a version of Google Glasses. Um, but essentially, like it has a facial recognition software in it, just like Facebook does. Um, so if you come up to someone that's in your your database that you know, um, like it goes, that's Justin, mm-hmm. you know, that's Tim, mm-hmm. and which is one of the hardest things for us to go, oh fuck, who is that person? No Where do I know them yeah. from? But it gives you that, and so he's he's like, that's going to be one of the f- the things in the future that we can have is we can either just like point our camera at them and it'll go Justin or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, we're not even going to have to remember people's names in the future. I'm fine with that. In the future, I'm fine with that. I, uh, I, I took I, I, I took an intro to voiceover class in, in, in Chicago, and there was some guy, and he's like he's like he's like one of the the highest paid voiceover guys, and he's all the cartoon voices, you know, like Captain Crunch and that. Did you recognize? Yeah. That's, that's all him. Uh-huh. And, and and he was and he was talking about. Uh, what he does every morning. He gave us all his itinerary that he gets up and has a light breakfast of cereal and skim milk. After which he, yeah, it was that, it was, it was that detailed. And after which he does bulk, he reads the, the Spanish newspaper out loud for 45 minutes. And then he reads the Ukrainian newspaper out loud for another 45 minutes. And then he starts making calls to the agents. And then he said, in the meantime, when he's on auditions, he says, I have a Rolodex. And he has pictures of everybody in the advertising industry with their stats, their name, their uh, 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 how many kids they have, uh, um, you know, marital status, just all the vital stats, so, and that's what he does. He would cover be on a Rolodex. He covers it with a hand, look at the picture, and tries to name it like flashcards. And he just would memorize everyone in the advertising industry. And, and uh, you know, so you see somebody on the street. You go, Bill, how you doing? How's the wife? How's the kids? It, it, wow! It's, uh, did you get that promotion? Uh, 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 you know, it, it, it's yeah. It, and wow. it's, uh, so they go, we should use him exactly. But... And then he said, and then he closed his little speech with. Uh, he goes, do you have to do this? Probably not. But remember in that audition, you're going up against me. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, was, uh, that was an intro to uh, doing voiceovers that uh, I, I walked out. And uh, that was, uh, and I actually had uh, some buddies in the advertising industry. And, and I told them this story. Yeah. And, uh, and, and one of them goes, that little fuck. And, and, I, and I go, yeah. what? I go, she, I go, what? He goes, Every year, the guy throws a cruise. He rents a boat for all the people in the advertising. It's a booze cruise for all the people in the advertising industry. And he has a bunch of little girls going around taking everyone's picture and, and jotting down notes. 
So I mean, it was that's how that's how dedicated he was. Oh my it god! Was, it was really funny. Is that Google Glass invention you told me about yeah. made his life irrelevant? <laughs> <laughs> Crunchberries, ahoy! <laughs> Are you sure this guy is, isn't also like Edward Snowden or something? Yeah, it sounds like he knows a lot. Yeah, that. I mean, this guy sounds creepy. Like, yeah. like if you he knows too much. If let's say that you were like a lady that was he on is a an first... Asperger. That's yeah. what he, <laughs> he does have Asperger. Yeah, it sounds like he has rampant OCD, and he, he and he like. Like, because like, I have I have a certain level of OCD, and I'm learning how to manage it through therapy. But it sounds like he, like my my therapist tells me that like your OCD is like an alligator. You wanna you wanna wear it out before you fight it. You know, like, like you want it to chase you around the yard before you try to pin it down. Mm-hmm. And so like like I do a lot of like a lot of my stand up writing is literally the the wearing out the alligator so that I can go out and be social. Yeah. And my OCD is too tired to fight. You know. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like all that reading the fucking <laughs> Russian newspaper so, and like so you spank the alligator. Yeah, <laughs> I spank the alligator so hard. I spank it. I got a feeling that guy's a history of chasing women away as well. But I. I might be wrong. Yeah, or like he probably has like a, like a room down in his basement that doesn't have like like windows or like like it's it's like yeah. He, There's he no windows a, anywhere. He's a scream room, probably. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying about that guy. Mm-hmm. Scream house. <laughs> There's one more thing I want to get to with you guys. Uh, I don't. We don't really. I don't think I've ever really talked much sports with Tim and Pete. I know you're a football fan, but uh, this yeah. is one I want to get your thoughts on. All right. This is a uh, San Francisco Giants. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Hopefully you don't know it. San Francisco Giants pitcher injured himself uh, in the kitchen, and he's had to be put on the disabled list. It just happened this week. What do you? I'm, I'm just curious. Do you guys even have a guess of what this guy could have done in the kitchen? A major league pitcher that now he's on the disabled list. I'm just for slicing a bagel. Slicing a bagel. I'm saying dick in the garbage disposal. <laughs> That's what I want it to be. So bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just somehow he was I didn't like, "No, this disposal was that deep." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just was like, he's just being a. I'm just a dude being a dude. Like, <laughs> like I was like, that rubber flap seems good, and I wanted, I'm gonna try to fuck that hole. <laughs> I don't know. That was. Well, you got it, Pete. That's right. So, end of the story. <laughs> no, uh, he, uh, he's on the disabled list. Uh, he was making himself lunch, and he was uh, making a sandwich. He was trying to cut the sandwich into fancy triangles. What kind of bread was he using? Uh, he said, uh, let me read what I, what I have here. Matt, it's, his name's Matt Kane. pitches for the Giants. He's a good pitcher, too. He is a good pitcher. Yeah, Matt, he says he was uh, making a ham and cheese sandwich when he decided to get creative. He explains, quote, I went to cut it to make fancy uh, triangles. He dropped the knife and for some reason tried to catch it. So, so, so theoretically, the sandwich, it could have been a ham on bagel. So theoretically, it I could, could be right. A, it could be anything. <laughs> could be I, anything. You know what? You're, it was probably a bit. No, I, uh, I don't know. But I did see, but then I, apparently like uh, a reporter, after, when he was talking about this, a reporter showed him a picture of one of those. They make them sort of like a cookie cutter, but it's a cutter that you just push it over the sandwich <laughs> and it automatically cuts it into triangles. Fancy triangles? Yeah. <laughs> I just like, I think it's so funny that he wanted fancy triangles. <laughs> He's 29. By the way, okay. So, what age did you stop having fancy triangle sandwiches? You, you, you know what? Oh, you, you know what? Uh, uh, he might have. He might have just said that because the truth is, he might be too embarrassed to admit that he was cutting the crusts off. 
at 29. Oh yeah, that's um. He, he figured that he figured that fancy triangles was going to get him less teasing than cut. Not yeah. being able to eat, stand the crust. That's yeah. true because fancy triangles is silly, but uh, um, cutting the crust off, you're like a little, you're a child. You're a, you're a little bitch. You're a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bitch, Kane. <laughs> Uh, you you know you could have guessed this, but uh, this one that happened to one of his uh, teammates three years ago. Relief pitcher Jeremy Affelt cut his right hand while trying to separate, and I've had this problem before as well. Frozen hamburger patties with a knife. You ever oh. bought frozen hamburger patties? Yeah, and yep. and they you can't. Yep. So you stick the sharp knife in between and then, them and pound it once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, he did that and uh, cut his hand open. He too. That was season-ending surgery for that fellow. Wow. Jesus. So uh, I feel like back in the days of like Babe Ruth and stuff like that, if they had a cut on their hand, they'd still just pitch the rest of the year like with stitches, like and then they they'd create like a new knuckleball because the stitches like made it pop a certain way. And, <laughs> so they like, start so they start cutting their yeah. own hands. In the, yeah, <laughs> like if if pine tar room. yeah if pine tar gives you a good stick, imagine what blood would do right. to a ball. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> the blood ball. Yeah, the blood ball. Uh, I hate to be a spoil sport because this has been so much fun. We're going to do our writing session. Yeah, we got a writing yeah, session. Yeah, uh, one more thing I want. Could you please repeat what you said before we started recording about soccer? Because it was so perfect. About how uh, I don't want to ruin it. Um, let me see if I can see if I can recreate it. Is that is that a lot of uh, a lot of Europhiles uh, brought soccer over to this country because they were so disappointed that soccer, you know, that in the rest of the world, soccer is the number one sport everywhere but America. So they started introducing it to the kids, you know, hoping that maybe that America would be more European. And what actually happened, because they were wanted it so inclusive that they had boys soccer and girls soccer, is that now kids look at soccer as a girls sport. <laughs> so, so instead of actually making American Europe more European, they're going to make Americans grow up to think that Europeans are all girls. <laughs> perfect. That's a perfect way to end it, guys. Thank you, Pete uh, on Twitter. It's Pete Lee at Pete Lee at tweets. Pete Lee tweets. Um, yeah. Uh, Tim Slagle to S L A G L E. Got a website. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, and it's all Tim Slagle. Tim Slagle. Tim Slagle. So if you get the Slagle spelt right, you're all set. S L A G L E. Yep, and you said you were going to say something else. I'm sorry. Oh, um, just that you can't be a regular person and punch a <laughs> <laughs> ass burger. <laughs> That's right. You can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Guys, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.